It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This is Rays Radio. The 1-0 pitch, here's a swing and a drive. Left center field and deep, did he do it again? Yes, he did! Welcome to Countdown to Opening Day. Kevin Longoria with his second home run of the ball game has just given the Rays a 5-4 lead. Coming up, we sit down with Rays players, coaches, and front office executives to discuss the latest news in Rays baseball. Archer deals, swing and a miss. He got him to chase the slider to retire the side. That's eight strikeouts for Chris Archer, and the slider finishes off the Orioles in the fifth. Now here's your host, Neil Solons. Good afternoon. Welcome to Charlotte Sports Park. It is a beautiful, hazy, sunny Sunday as the Rays are getting set to take on division rival the Toronto Blue Jays. We are now three weeks away from opening day. Three weeks from today, the games do count. The Rays will take on the Yankees, but still a lot to be determined before then. For the Rays right now, it's a matter of trying to get as healthy as possible before that starting line, the true starting line that is the beginning of regular season games. The Rays still have uh, a handful of guys who have not been playing. Uh, among them, shortstop Matt Duffy, outfielder Colby Rasmus, as well as relief pitchers Brad Boxberger and Sean Tollison are still on the mend, and we're not quite sure when they're going to get into games. Um, minor league games, minor league exhibition games will start later this week, and you can work with guys on backfields in a controlled situation, get them a extra at-bats or a controlled inning for a pitcher. So that certainly would allow the Rays to get guys reps if needed, but again, we're still kind of waiting on when those guys will be able to start playing games. And of course, the Rays are missing some guys due to the World Baseball Classic. Jose Alvarado, Alex Colomay, Chris Archer, uh, the latter two of whom are a big part of the Rays' plans this year, and both have played very well for the Dominican Republic team for Colomay, and Chris Archer, of course, on Friday doing so for Team USA. The Blue Jays, they also are missing a fair share of their regulars. Not many of them in the lineup today. In fact, you've got Russell Martin with Team Canada, Jose Bautista, with Team Dominican Republic, and Josh Donaldson has not played because of a calf injury. So it's not quite you would consider all of the regulars, but for the Rays, there are some unique parts of today. Kevin Kiermeyer's in the lineup, Evan Longoria, Brad Miller, too, as well as Corey Dickerson, and Logan Morrison, who's coming back from wrist surgery, is making his first appearance in the field. He DH'd today. He will play his normal spot, which is first base. So that's a positive. As far as the interviews on today's program, we're going to hear from the bench coach of the Rays, Tom Foley. He's working with the infielders. We'll talk about the adjustments that the ball club is making without one Matt Duffy, at least on the field for now, and how they're faring without him. And we'll hear from a guy who's making a transition in position. That, of course, is Brad Miller, the Rays' second baseman. So our key interviews today, of course, Brad Miller, Rays' second baseman right now for the most part, and Tom Foley, the bench coach and infield instructor. We're getting a set for the Rays and Jays. Dave and Andy will join me as well. We continue from Charlotte Sports Park. In just a moment, you're listening to 620 WDAE and the Race Radio Network. Welcome back. Neil Solon's with you on our Countdown to Opening Day show today from Charlotte Sports Park, where the Rays are getting set to take on the Toronto Blue Jays. Erasmo Ramirez is making his first start in spring training for the Rays. 
likely will pitch in the bullpen. For the most part, this is considered a bullpen day, but Erasmo pitched just one inning his last time out. Perhaps he'll be extended to a couple, and Tommy Hunter expected to pitch as well. Now, for the Rays, a lot this year depends on an adjustment in the infield. That, of course, Brad Miller moving from shortstop and first base now to second base. Brad emerged last year with a 30-home run season, and I asked him uh, what made last year so successful for him at the plate. You know, I think as I continue to gain experience at the big league level, you kind of, you know, you're searching, I think, when you when you get up. You're trying to find your place. You're trying to find your your footing and, and find what works for you. And I think, um, you know, I learned the hard way through some ups and downs in the past, you know, what works, what doesn't. But it's another ball game kind of implementing those. So I think last year when I was going well, I was just able to implement the, the positive things I had learned. And then same thing, though, that, you know, you're always going to have – your, your habits creep up and, and, you know, it's a long year. So I think my goal is just to <clears throat> eliminate those, those down, those extreme downs and just kind of, um, you know, turn in that consistent performance. It was also your first year after being traded. So is there more of a comfort level now? I mean, sometimes a guy will try and do too much and maybe, I don't know, did that happen in the first month before or when was it you found that comfort level last year? Yeah, I think, um, you know, it, it was such a welcoming environment here from day one. So I think if if I did try to do too much, it was all because of, you know, it was from my own thoughts or whatever. But um, I, I think once you once you kind of get a feel for the places you play at, your home park, you know, going on the road, there definitely is something to be said about, you know, having that routine, having that comfort level, um, you know, even learning everybody's names, you know, that you work with every day, your trainers, your clubhouse staff. So um, I definitely feel better this year, you know, knowing those names, having those relationships already, um, but just trying to continue to grow all those and, and um, you know, work. But, you know, having some familiarity is key. You also, speaking of familiarity, um, you're familiar with the middle of the infield, but you are now at second base versus shortstop or first. What's been the biggest adjustment? I know that Kevin Cash and Tom Foley have spoken very highly of the way, A, you've handled it, and B, you've adjusted. Yeah, I think the biggest thing with, with any position, you know, uh, is trying to keep it simple. You know, I think we get to, you know, the big leagues, it's obviously, it's, it's you know, the highest level of competition, and and you want to overanalyze things and, and you know, think, okay, since you're at this this high level, you have to think at a high level, and you have to, um, make things more complicated than they are. So I think the biggest thing for me is, you know, having that experience of moving around is I know, okay, just keep it simple. You know, try to try to do the bare bones. Try to catch the ball, try to throw it accurately where you're supposed to. So um, that's kind of been my, my mindset here in spring as I'm preparing is get all the reps you can, but, you know, regardless of if you're turning two or, or making the play from the other side of second or on the shift – um, at both short and second, my, my goal is to catch it and throw it accurately. Is there anything, though, that was, let's say, you think will take a little more time to adjust to, whether it's cutoffs and relays or double plays, or what, what's kind of your thought on that? Yeah, I think um, compared to first, at least, you know, last year, um, it wasn't necessarily the fundamental things. You know, I, I get it. When I'm at first, you got to catch the ball when it's thrown at you. You know, you got to throw it to the right bag. But the thing for me was when the ball would go to the outfield, the action balls, you know, kind of being in the spot. So I think second base and shortstop have a lot of similarities as far as the action balls and the gaps in the outfield. So that's been, you know, you, you kind of float to the same area anyway. So that was something that was 
there was definitely a learning curve for me last year if I was, you know, evaluating my performance at first was um, the balls when they go to the outfield, you know, I would catch myself either doing what a middle infielder does or, you know, kind of watching the play. You know, it was very uh, foreign, but, you know, I think that's why it's been fun to actually get out there in games and, and get back at it. You know, one of the things that you're going to have to adjust to is a new double play partner, and Matt Duffy has not been able to go full in games. How do you engage with him to just make sure you guys are on the same page and also work with Tim Beckham, who may get some of the reps at shortstop in the interim? Yep, I think any time up the middle, um, you know, you realize your throws, you know, you, you just try to be accurate for the other guy. You know, you realize that if I give Matt or Duff or uh, sorry, Matt or, or Beck, you know, or Franklin, whoever, on each side of the bag from short or second, if I give them a good feed and they give me a good feed, then good things happen, you know. So you just want to put it, give it to them in a good spot, basically. So, you know, obviously our number one priority is getting him healthy. You know, we don't have to do anything crazy. But as far as the adjustment, I mean, you know, we're all professionals and I think, you know, if we take care of our end of, of delivering the ball the right way, then it takes care of itself. Um, you know, and we kind of play a little bit extreme up the middle as far as our, our shifts and stuff like that. So, um, you know, we're getting more and more comfortable with those as we practice them as well. We talked about the season you had last year. When you hit 30 home runs, I'm guessing that more teams may not circle you in purple but you're going to get a circle around you. Do you expect teams to pitch you any differently? And what's the cat and mouse game, do you think, going to be like for you? Yeah, there's always a cat and mouse game, you know, and, and that's that's part of the fun, you know, in, in hitting and, and going up there and competing. So, you know, I think it was cool being in a new division. Obviously, you see, you know, the teams in your division three times as opposed to being in the West and you just see them, you know, once or twice a year. So that stuff's fun, you know, when you get to face these guys over and over again and you get to compete. Obviously, I, I believe the AL East is is you know it's as good as it gets as far as you know on a consistent basis year after year. Um, some of the top talent you know going and it's very competitive, very competitive. So um, I, I think it was fun last year to kind of see you know how they would pitch me because it's changed since I came up. You know, in 2013, just kind of going back through my mind, you know. The scouting report, I think, is always evolving and changing. So it's it's something that's never going to stop, and you just got to uh, keep rolling with the punches. So how do you want to grow this year? <laughs> I want to get a lot better. Um, you know, I think after every year, you kind of have to evaluate yourself if you want to take that next step. And like I said, I think I, I did some things well, but I think um, there's a lot more in the tank, and I'm, I'm focused, you know, I'm hungry. And, uh, you know, I'm really focused on the things that I want to take care of and, and get ready for the season. Is there anything in particular that if at the end of the year you've done better in certain areas, you're going to say, yeah, I've made some steps forward? You know, I hope so. I think, you know, a big thing is, is seeing a guy like Evan Longoria, seeing a guy like Robinson Cano in Seattle, um, these superstar franchise players is the number one thing is they play every day. Evan Longoria, Robinson, you look at the last, since they've been in the league, they play consistently every single day. And there's a lot that goes into that, you know, preparation, a lot of hard work, the mindset, you know. So I think if you're in that lineup every day, um, then at the end of the year, I think you're going to have a lot of fun things to uh, look back on. And that is one Brad Miller. He certainly feels comfortable at second base, his new spot. What does the infield instructor and bench coach Tom Foley think of Miller's transition? Well, learn more in a moment. We'll come back with more of our Countdown to Opening Day show right after this on 620 WDAE and the Rays Radio Network. 
Back at Charlotte Sports Park, Neil Solon's with you. Ray's getting set for the Jays in the latest spring training tilt. Erasmo Ramirez on the hill. We heard from Brad Miller in our last segment on our countdown opening day show. Well, Tom Foley's been working with Brad at second base and also the rest of the Rays infielders. And I asked Fo if the longer than normal spring training can be helpful, especially with so many young players in camp. Sure, and you get a, you get a good look at them. Uh, obviously, minor league camp just started up. Games don't start, I think, until the 14th or 15th, so they're here for another week. Um, so you get, a, you get a good look at them. They get playing time because obviously the regulars aren't going nine. Uh, they're going to get two at-bats, maybe three during the course of the game, and then the young guys who want to play. And they, and they played well. And they showed well. So it's, a, it's good to see them. Uh, you hear a lot about the kids, and, and then when they come up here and they perform, uh, you see why you hear a lot about them. Let's touch on some of those kids before we get into the regulars. Kids like Willie Adamas and uh, Jake Bowers and Casey Gillespie. What's been your take on that group? Uh, they're great kids. Uh, they like to work, all of them. Uh, you know, they all come out for early work uh, on the half field, uh, defensively. They're in the cages early, uh, doing their routines. Uh, you know, they're at the point now in their careers where they're old enough and they're at the level, the high level, where they have to start setting routines for their, for their own careers. And, and they're doing a good job of that. Uh, they love to play. Uh, they, you know, they get in there. They're, they're professionals. And everything that we heard about them, you know, we're seeing. When they can, you know, Willie hit a home run. Jake's been swinging the bat good. Casey's been swinging the bat good. Um, and it, Robbie uh, Robinson. So, yeah, they, they've all shown well. Uh, good kids, good kids to work with, and they want to work. Now let's focus on the guys as you get ready for the 2017 season, at least the start and the news this week from Matt Duffy. Probably not surprising that he hasn't been on the field for games, that you know his opening day is somewhat in doubt. How does that adjust what you guys are trying to do here in spring training? Well, you know, we, we're going to prepare for that uh, if, that's, if that case happens, if that scenario plays out. But, again, we still have three and a half weeks. We talked about it when there was a, was a full month left, and we said, well, that's a long time. Uh, and I'm still optimistic that, that he can answer the bell. You know, we, we've had good days, and then we have a bad day. We have a couple more good days, and then we have a bad day. So uh, he needs to get those good day after good day after good day, and then and at some point uh, be ready to play in a game. Uh, I'm always going to look at it that, uh, you know, until a, there's obviously a certain date where we realize that it may not happen, but until that point you, you push for it and – and, uh, you know, for, for him, he, he can't get frustrated. You know, it's tough. It's been a while. He's been rehabbing. He he's gets to spring training. He's excited. He's ready to go. Um, and then things just aren't going the way that, that he had planned. And you just got to keep plugging away. At some point, he's going to be on the field. And he's going to be playing for us. And he seems pretty positive about the situation, just knowing, hey, if I miss a day or two or a week, I'd rather that than have to go on the DL two weeks into the season. I want to be healthy for six, seven months. Yeah, absolutely, and that's what we tell him, and that's what he realizes, and he knows that. Uh, he's a real intelligent ball player, a real intelligent human being as far as ex- his expectations, and he knows what's going on. So uh, Ron Porterfield's doing a great job with him, uh, and at the same time, we just kind of be careful. You got to iron things out. You know, you make adjustments as you go along, and we've done that with his work, with his workload, and and uh, we think we found we found what we need to do. And and Ronnie does a great job. So I don't. I, I kind of keep that that hope up that uh, he will answer the bell when opening day comes around. But if not, we'll be ready for it. While you're doing that, you're also trying to get other guys ready in new spots. Brad Miller seems to have done fairly well so far at second base. What's your take on what he's done in spring training? Well, Brad came into camp with a great attitude, uh, you know, asking him to switch to second base. Um, and he's been – he looks good. Uh, he does. Uh, he's played well throughout camp. Uh, 
you know, working at it. He, he knows the things that he needs to work on. He comes out early and works on them, and he takes those things into the game. So uh, right now, uh, looking at him, he's, he's, he's fine over there. We've got him, and then you got Ricky Weeks at first base. We're at, we'll probably be asking him to play a lot of first base, too, against at least left-handers. Um, and uh, he's looked fine over there. Obviously, they, need, they all need to get out and get some more work. We still have three and a half weeks left, and we'll do that. We'll pound the early work and maybe the late work, maybe when they come out of a game, go to the half field. Uh, all those things, but uh, they're they're looking fine, and uh, I'm I'm really satisfied with them. And you've got Logan Morrison on the field this week too. So you know your first baseman are there, your second baseman are there, and obviously you've got Evan at third. Yeah, that's right. Longo's a third base, and uh, you know steady Longo. He comes into camp, he's fine. He's had a great off season, uh, ready to go. Just just another spring training for him, where you know he knows what he's going to do to get ready for the season, and he's doing it and looking good while he's doing it. Uh, Lomo, uh, we're not asking him to throw yet because the hand may bother him a little bit, but he's been taking live BP and, and doing all those things. So I would say within a couple of days he'll be in the game at first base. So the, everybody's coming around. Uh, again, extra time helps out for us. We do have some injuries coming into camp. And uh, Rasmus is another another guy that, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're blessed with the extra time, and I think he'll be ready too. Uh, those guys, obviously, Lomo and Rasmus haven't been on the field yet. Lomo's back. We'll get Rasmus sometime soon. And the other guy I wanted to touch on regarding the infield specifically is Tim Beckham. Because if Matt's not ready, um, he is going to have a chance to play, whether it's at shortstop or, you know, if you move things around, who knows. But, you know, I know he's gotten a fair amount of reps this spring at shortstop just because, you know, Matt hasn't been able to play in games. Right. Beck uh, is playing tonight at short. Uh, Brad will play shortstop coming up here, too, in a game. And, uh, you know, we just want to have our options available. Uh, Beck's done a fine job spring training, swinging the bat well, uh, playing the field well. We're asking him to do a lot of things. We're going to ask him to do a lot of things during the course of the season. Uh, he's played the outfield a couple times. He'll do that a couple more times as spring goes along. He's going to play second. He's going to play short. Uh, you know, may throw him over third. Uh, he's going to have to be that guy that is going to have to give us flexibility in the lineup. And I spoke with him. He seems to have come in I mean he said he, he improved his core area but he seems to be quicker maybe a little bit better shape than he than he's been let's say since the knee injury yeah I, I think he's in great shape uh, he's played well uh, he's moved around well um, swung the bat well extremely well and uh, but you know it he's he's got to be able to go position to position when we ask even in the course of a game we may have him in the infield boom put him in the outfield uh, if we have to make a move so he's got to be that type of player for us. Uh, we feel he can be. Uh, you know, we're looking for Beck to obviously be that versatile guy. And that is the Rays bench coach, Tom Foley, will wrap up our program. Dave and Andy will join me. We'll continue. Countdown to opening day continues right after this on 620 WDAE and the Rays Radio Network. Welcome back to our Countdown to opening day show from Charlotte Sports Park. Neil Solon's now joined by Andy Freed and the soon-to-be 39-year-old Dave Wills, who joins us in the birthday booth or the broadcast booth. Happy birthday in advance, Dave. I'll be first to offer you birthday wishes on the air since it's well, tomorrow. You. I saw you got some cake, so that's good. And uh, thanks to Dukes Knudsen for supplying the birthday cake and some of the nice uh, signage as well. It's it's uh, one of the mileposts of spring training. When you get past my birthday, you know we're getting a little bit closer to opening day. We are now three weeks out. A couple things I want to touch on. Our, our fans have heard the interviews with uh, both Brad Miller and Tom Foley. Brad probably has been the one of the better infielders in this camp. 
I, my one concern for Brad is turning the double play. Uh, that, that's pretty much the only concern I have for him. Uh, at second base, he gets a little more leeway than he did at shortstop with regard to the throws, some of the different angles. That has gone quite seamless. And turning the double plays has looked about as normal as it could possibly look. So I think it's a very good beginning for Brad Miller. Of course, it can be different when the so-called bright lights are on after April 2nd. Now, I've been impressed. And I asked Tom Foley yesterday prior to the game, I said, hey, what's going on with our defense? And he said, in a good way or a bad way? And I said, well, I'm just asking you about the defense. I think we've been a little bit shaky here over the mm-hmm. last uh, week to 10 days. I think we need to kind of tighten things up a little bit. And uh, he says, I think our older guys are catching the ball. Our younger guys are having some problems. And hopefully uh, that can get rectified. But, indeed, we've got some work to do defensively. We've just got to be a sharper team over this last week. I think these are kind of the dog days of spring training. Yes. And I think we're kind of playing like it, too. Yeah, three weeks out, again, till uh, spring training or regular season games for the Rays. They have made, you know, because of the injuries in camp, they've made an addition to the bullpen. I don't know how much you touched on it yesterday, but Jumbo Diaz, a guy with a big fastball, big slider, pitched last night for the Dominican team, a guy who could help the Rays at the back end at some point. Yeah, watching him in the World Baseball Classic yesterday, got touched up for a couple of runs, knowing that velocity alone is not what's going to work here. But uh, I think it's a good signing. The Rays need some experience, and he has been around a long time. I know he's known for his big body, but he's pitched about 13 years in professional baseball and can still get it up to 95. Now can Jim Hickey do some of his uh, magic, as he's been known to do with these guys that probably could use a little tweak here or there? But the other thing that I've heard is that not only does he have experience, but he's a very good clubhouse guy, too, and this team needs a lot of that because you think about it, we've got a lot of guys from different organizations mm-hmm. plus some young guys coming up. We're going to have to kind of find their footing here in the early going yeah, of the season. Yeah, I'm a big proponent of making sure you have some experience down there, but experience and being good on the mound have to go hand in hand. I think when you start bringing some guys that are struggling, uh, sometimes that hurts. So I'm, I'm anxious to see what he does. Uh, to be honest with you, the times I've seen him, I haven't been too impressed. Uh, but I know that uh, you know some of the metrics uh, point that this guy can be a middle to back end of the bullpen kind of guy, and uh, we'll just have to wait and see. But I've been really impressed with some of our young guys too, and I hope that when we start bringing these guys in, it's not at the expense of some young guys who can possibly get the job done too. Yeah, I would think it's probably because of the injuries to Brad Boxberger and Sean Tollison that we're seeing this at this point in time. Certainly seems to make sense. I mean, the big story, if you had to say what is the big story of spring training, it's the injuries because a couple of weeks ago we were saying how long the spring training is going to be, and here we are. Uh, to Dave's birthday, and then to St. Patrick's Day, which is another mild post, and there's a lot of guys we haven't seen yet. We haven't, and we certainly are looking forward to the broadcast today. Logan Morrison is in the field for the first time in a spring training game today. You'll hear all the play-by-play with Dave and Andy coming up. I want to also thank Mark Hayes, our on-site engineer, and Cameron Billis for helping us alongside as well. And back in the studios, Len Martez and Jason Berenger. Again, our interviews today, we want to thank our guests, Brad Miller and also Tom Foley. And next week, we'll have, among others, Evan Longoria on the program. Until our show next week, this has been Neil Solons from Charlotte Sports Park. You are listening to Countdown to Opening Day, and this is 620 WDAE and the Rays Radio Network. Thank you for listening to Countdown to Opening Day. Call me on the 1-2 pitch. Long drive to right. Sousa going back to his left at the warning track. Jumps up, makes the catch. Slams against the wall. Secures the baseball and the victory for the Rays. If you missed any of the show, download it at RaysBaseball.com slash podcasts. The lefty holds the belt. Now pitches to Miller. Swing and a high fly ball. Deep right center field. Eaton turns around. It is gone. Brad Miller with a bomb over the 370 side. In right center field. And the Rays have erupted. Join us for opening day on April 2nd as the Rays host the New York Yankees. Now the 1-1 pitch on its way. Swing and a drive. Deep right field. 
for tickets or for more information on the Rays, visit RaysBaseball.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 